Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of Operation Hustle. Hey, guys. Episode eight. We are going to go over discipline. We are introducing Big Ben over here to my right. Ben! Our new trainer on the squad. Uh, we're going to go over discipline today, focus, and maybe some like good habits that we can pick up. Yeah. Um, I'd like to start the day off with a quote. All right, you guys say ready it. for Let's this? Go. This is important. All right, so the quote is, what you do not hate, you will eventually tolerate. Meaning, if you don't eventually hate, we'll say that you're overweight or fat, which no one likes to use, but you should use it. Uh, you will eventually tolerate that and you will accept that in your life and you will do nothing to change it. You know, and it's so true, Justin, because a lot of the times the people that, you know, come in and sign up and decide to really take that journey with us and trust us on that journey of weight loss um, is because they've gotten to the point where they no longer want to tolerate it. Right. So a lot of people that are, you know, comfortable, right, they're tolerated their body, they've tolerated the weight they're at. So, you know, they're used to getting that size that they've been wearing forever. You know, they're wearing clothes that they find to be flattering, that are loose and flowy, not making them feel, you know, that they should change anything about themselves. So they've become you know, they got to a point where they tolerate it. But the people that come into yeah. our building have gotten to the point where they're not wanting to tolerate it anymore. You know, I've had people that are like, I'm sick and tired of, and this is serious. I've had this exact conversation with so many people, like when they tell me in the office, like I'm sick and tired of walking out of the shower naked and looking at myself from the side and just hating the way I look. And so then I started using that with people. Like, are you at the point where you've gotten out of the shower, you look at yourself naked and you're having that real moment, like from the side, like, do I like the way my stomach looks? Do I like the way I look? Um, and if the answer is no, then do something about it. change it. You yeah. know, don't tolerate the way you look anymore. You know, make that change. You got to be completely real with yourself. You got to stop sugarcoating things and tell it how it is. Like if you are overweight, feel free to tell yourself you are fat. Like I said, don't be afraid of that word. Don't be afraid that people are going to judge you because they already do. And, you know, the biggest problem, too, is so we, we've had this discussion with so many, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, couples, husbands, wives. Um, actually, we just had this conversation talking with Ben is like <clears throat> couples will tolerate their partner's weight as well. So, so exactly. many times we'll have partners come in um, or just maybe the husband or the wife that's signed up. Um, and, you know, it's the fact that they when they married their spouse, they weren't overweight. And then when they married them, they ended up getting 30, 40, 50 pounds, and maybe they never lost that baby weight. You know, if your wife doesn't feel good about herself, don't let her stay, you know, in that comfort zone. Don't let her tolerate her weight. You know, that's not what you signed up for. That's not what, you know, she looked like when she you married her. And, and now it's getting to a point where it's actually making her feel better about herself. And when she doesn't feel good about herself, guess what? It then projects onto the relationship. So you have a job to do. You have a job as a husband or a wife to tell your partner, like, listen, you don't feel good about yourself and I don't really like the way that, you know, you look at currently either, you know, it's now starting to make you feel bad and now I have to reassure you all the time. Nobody likes Tread to reassure someone. Man. Tread lightly, man. Right. <laughs> Again, find the right words, right? No, but at the end true. of the day, at the end of the day, we were talking about this with Ben is like reassuring a woman or a man because you have to reassure men too, you know, constantly because they're in a place where they don't feel good about themselves. It drains the other person, right? So yeah, now the sure. relationship gets affected because you just won't make that change. And this doesn't only apply to weight loss. This applies to everything. Like, yeah. for yeah. instance, like where we are now, like owning our gym and we are trainers. I wasn't always a personal trainer. Um, I eventually hated the job I was in and I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't do it. And I was sick and tired of it. I hated it. So I ended up quitting and I became a trainer. Um, and it's because I eventually hated it. 
But I want to hear Ben talk about his experience with his wife because I thought this was very interesting that we were talking about this. And he said, you know, my wife did end up gaining, I think he said, 20 pounds. So tell us about yeah. how you approached that as a husband um, and how she was feeling and then how you kind of helped her through that as a support system. Yeah, I mean, it's really just being accountable and just like setting a standard. Like I know as a leader, I've always set a standard for myself. And I've always set standards for people around me because if you're in my circle or I'm going to hang out with you, I want to be, you know, like-minded individuals. I don't want to be complacent, just okay with like being mediocre. Like I always try to be the best, whatever I do. So she, when we met, she wasn't really on like the gym program. She wasn't on the diet program. I kind of just gave her the information with that, give her the tools. She did all the work herself. You know, I'm in the gym with her, pushing her. A lot of people just need that extra push. Like they need the information, they need the education, and they just need to have somebody keeping them accountable. Were there days where you really had to tell her like where she didn't want to go to the gym and you're like, listen, you need this. We need this. Let's go. Um, There's been periods of time where it's harder to get to the gym for her or for me and we just don't line up. But she fell in love with working out and she loved the way that her body started looking and how she was improving in her health and her diet and like her gut health and everything. Like she's had like a bunch of GI issues and, you know, she's taking supplements for it. So it's really just like getting the information and then you'll feel better and you'll follow that and you'll, you'll work for it more. And I really want you to share as a husband, how, when a wife feels better about herself or a partner, how did that, you know, improve just your relationship, your quality of your relationship? Yeah. I mean, nowadays with the internet and everything, like women are so hard on themselves, they always have something to compare themselves to. Um, and that's just not the way I live my life. Uh, so when I see her struggling, that really bothers me because I don't believe in that. I don't think you should feel bothered by that. Like, you look amazing. So always just, like, getting her to that I love you and your body and, like, how you feel about yourself. Make it more about you and, like, find that within motivation. Then that's, like, the key to so many doors. For sure, that self-love, it goes a long way. Uh, yeah. If you don't love yourself, no one's probably going to love you. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's true, right? They say that. And then I like how he, you know, discussed about how in if you're in his circle, right, you're in his arena. We've talked about this before, the man in the arena. You have a small arena and there's only a small amount of people that are in that arena and not to care about the other people who aren't in the arena with you. But when you have a small circle of people in that arena with you, you you really do put that care and that effort into those that people amount that group of people. Wow, I can't even talk. That group of people in your arena, right? And so we've said this so many times, you are who you hang out with. So if you hang out with people that tell you that you don't look good, um, oh, you shouldn't go to the gym, skip the gym, come out drinking, right? You're going to end up going out drinking. You're going to end up, you know, hanging out with them instead and not reaching your goals. So, you know, this is so important, but here we are. We have a whole nother person here that we just added to the team saying the same thing. So, you know, if you are one of those people where you just feel stuck in your life, you need to start to evaluate, like, who is in that arena with you? You know, who have you allowed into your circle? You really need to put, I don't want to say necessarily a wall, but be cautious of who you let in that small arena with you. You know what I mean? Um, are they successful in their life? Do they have bad habits? You know what I mean? Um, are they disciplined? Are they focused? Are they the person that is sleeping in? They're showing up late to work because that's eventually who you will be. Yeah. Lead by example. And like he said, set, um, you know, I guess, whatever you call it. Uh, set the example. The example. Set the example and follow through with it. Yeah. Like if you're talking the talk, walk the walk, like sh- lead by example. If you're about the gym, go to the damn gym and get it done. 
Um, and eventually they will follow whoever that is you're trying to help along their journey. And, you know, I, I keep talking about my twin brothers. And so they've started their Tim business. Doug. Tim and Doug. Uh, <laughs> they've started their business. They just bought their dumpster truck. They're so excited. I'm so That's proud cool. of you guys. Tim, Doug, I'm freaking proud of you, man. But anyway, so every couple of weeks we started this thing where we get on FaceTime and I mentor them. Um, and I didn't realize how just like the small little motivation that I'm giving them really, you know, lifts them up. And like, you know, I get it as somebody who is taking a risk and as a, you know, small business owner myself and Justin and I being entrepreneurs, um, you know, I hate when people say you're going to do it fearless because we're all doing it afraid. You know, we're practically shitting our pants every time we make one of those big risks, sure. those big, you know, leaps, you know, but you have to do it afraid. And so, you know, in between those couple of weeks, they'll make a move and then they are like, oh, have we done the right thing? And I'm like, yes, you have. Keep going. Just have faith and trust that everything will work out, you know, and if you put the effort, same amount of effort that you put into a job where you wanted to get promoted into your own business, it's, you know, guaranteed to succeed and it's guaranteed to thrive. Um, but I know that during this episode, we did want to talk a little bit about how we got into this. Justin kind of started on that. Um, and so, you know, my degree, I went to college for, and I graduated from UConn, um, human development and family studies. Um, and so I started off at Southern Connecticut State University, um, and it was social work that I was interested in. I really wanted to help people. Um, you know, I myself was in the foster system and then was adopted. Um, so I really like had this passion, like, oh, I'm going to be a social worker and I'm going to make a difference because I, you know, have the experience and I can relate to these kids. Um, and then there was just that breakthrough, that moment when I had watched a documentary um, in my social work program or human development and family studies because UConn doesn't call it social work. Um, human behavior is basically what I have my degree in, my bachelor's. And so there was a documentary and it was like a breaking point for me where like there was this young girl who just went through so much trauma and just watching how that affected her. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this every single day because of the empathetic person that I am and not be able to shut that off. Um, and so getting into personal training, you know, I started to get into fitness in college and I was big into it. Um, and starting to get into the fitness industry, I started to realize like I could still help people, but in this manner, you know, I get to help these people completely transform their bodies, which will also transform their minds and their souls, um, and just watch them make this complete glow up you know? Um, and so, yes, I'm still helping people and still using my degree in a sense. Um, but I've transformed my career into something that really makes me happy. Um, and where I'm not actually being completely emotionally drained every single day. And that turnover rate, if you've ever researched it for social workers, oh my gosh, they turn over all the time for yeah, that exact tough, reason. Tough job yeah, sure, exactly. Sure. I mean, you hear some really horrific stories. I myself included could probably shock the world with some of the things that I eventually will talk about, but you know, it's, it's very tough, but this, and, you know, trust me, I still get to counsel a little bit because people have this relationship with you when they personal train and they trust you and they tell you things, you know, and they're dropping serotonin and dopamine and they feel like this is my person, which I am um, for a lot of people. And so I do get to hear a little bit of it. And so I do get to help mentor these people a little bit in that sense. And so I do get my little fix there. For but, sure. you know, I'm going to talk about one of my most recent clients, Sarisha. So oh, my gosh. She oh. just made the huge transformation. Crazy and transformation. all my clients have made huge transformations. You know, shout out to every single one of them that has really made a great total body transformation. I'm talking about Sarisha because this is the most recent one we posted on our Instagram. Um, but, you know, she wanted to lose 50 pounds for her 30th birthday. And she never thought she could do it. She's tried all the diets in the world. And just if you've gone to our Instagram and looked at our most recent post of her, like, oh, my gosh, night and day. And so you see it's in her. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You real. see her 2020 birthday celebration picture and she's not even smiling. She's like this. <laughs> 
I mean, come on, girl, yeah, it's your you birthday. Could see it on her. Yeah. You could just see it in the way that she's standing, like how like non-confident. You know, she like really doesn't was. want her arms to really be seen. And then, gosh, you see her; she's like almost posing in her twenty twenty one IG pose. <laughs> yep, and uh, she just looks fabulous. And I got to watch her make this transformation. Um, and you know, I do get people that come in and they're depressed and they're in despair. And so when they feel that bad about themselves, I get to help them completely change that. And boy, did she make a glow up! Like, I mean, her confidence. And I've seen exactly what we just talked about with Ben with that self-esteem as a wife like you know her self-esteem is just so much higher and so her and her husband are like in this like new spark it's absolutely yeah. amazing like just watching them just thrive together because she doesn't feel bad about the way she looks she's not tugging on a skirt trying to cover her legs you know she's like posing this dress that she feels great in and so you know that is why I got into this um, because I really enjoy helping people make complete transformations of the mind body and soul for sure. So like kind of how I got into this, like I said, I was working this job. I was going to college. I was never really a fan of school. So I decided I was going to drop out. <laughs> so we did that. And I still worked that shitty job for a while. And I eventually hired a personal trainer for myself. Um, I was already in the gym. I've been a previous athlete before. Got caught up in some bad things, drugs, alcohol, so on, so forth, whatever. Um, everybody lives life. So down the road a little bit, eventually I got to the point where I hated what I was doing. So I eventually quit that job. I hired the trainer and I kind of realized then I was like, wait, this is a job you can do is train humans to work out. I thought it was pretty cool. And I ended up making some really good gains in the gym. Uh, that trainer, Scotty the Body, shout out to you, boy. I know you're still out there. I know you're watching maybe, but he ended up getting fired or whatever happened. I ended up getting like one or two more trainers and I had a new trainer that came in and he ran me through a workout and he uh, he like pulled me to the side at the end. He's like, bro, I'm not going to lie. Like you bench more than me. So I fired him <laughs> and I began my fitness journey like on my own, trying to become the trainer that I wanted to be. Um, so it didn't happen overnight. It took a while. I did fail my CPT exam. So there's that. We throw that on the table. You're not going to pass everything the first time. I had to take it three times. I'm not the smartest person test. in the world. But I did not let that failure take over and I kept moving forward and I eventually passed it. And now we own our own gym. Faith. And now we have four trainers that work with us, which is freaking amazing. And if you were to ask me this 12 years ago, who knows what I would have said? I have no idea. I probably would have never said I would have been in this position. And it is really awesome to help other people become the best version of themselves. And it is the most fulfilling thing that I've ever experienced. Uh, there's nothing like someone losing that weight or hitting that PR. And like when a client hits a PR in my gym, like I get so amped up that next day, like guess who's going for a PR? Your boy. We're all Me. in that gym like, woo, woo, yeah, woo, like, up, The up, energy up. is insane. <laughs> and like the clients feed off of it too. And the cool thing about our gym is we all work as a team. So mm -hmm. like, dude, when someone hits the gym, PR, like she said, like we're all going off the walls in there. We're screaming, we're shouting, I'm pretty we're sure when around. Sarisha told me she lost her 50, like turned on the music and I was like, <laughs> hey, Jim, Sarisha's out her 50. We and we're all like clapping and stuff like that. You know, I do want to get like a bell in there so we can ring it. We, 
I don't have enough of the poppers, so I'm sorry if I did not do one of these poppers for you. But I did at one point in time, we had a couple of pop of, you know, the poppers where you like the confetti comes out. And I did that for a couple of people. So that was cool. But um, we just hired Ben. Um, so I'm so excited that he is part of our team and working with us. Um, and it's just funny. He had come in, you know, Alejandro and I were finishing up our morning shift and he just like ran in from the rain. And like literally I told him, I was like, if you would have waited like five more minutes, you would have missed us. I'm sure he would have called us sure. and we would have got him in anyway. But so he handed me his resume and I was very impressed. Um, and he has a lot of military background. Um, so one thing that, you know, we wanted to ask him on the show today is, you know, how did you make that transformation over from, you know, military and such a disciplined lifestyle? Because it does go hand in hand, that discipline. But how did you make that switch? What made you decide that you did not want to stay in life, you know, as a lifer in the Marines? I mean, going into the Marines, I totally plan on staying in. I love the idea of it. I was going infantry because I don't see any other purpose in joining the military if you're not going to go infantry. It's just a just personal a choice. Yep. Ego okay. thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I went in, and then it's a lot of negative leadership. It's a lot of negativity there. And it's really not what you think you're doing. It's not what you think you signed up for. There's so much extra added on stuff that comes with it. And there's just a lot of like, I don't know, woke culture in there now. And yeah. it's it's leaking its way in there. The woke it's, culture. It's not really something, you know, that breeds positivity. Like I, I was so into my job. I had a lot of good people around me. But our higher up leaders, dudes who have been in the Marine Corps for 10, 15 years, they're miserable. They hate their lives. They look at you. They say, oh, you're just going to get out. And then, you, you know, I'm still here and you're just living your life like. Some people do that. Some people want to stay in and chase whatever they want to chase. But for me, I realized pretty fast that this isn't the environment I want to be in. And it does take a very big physical toll off you. Um, definitely takes like, you know, years because you come, you go in and you look at most people who are like 25. They look like they're like in their 30s. I just did not want to age that fast. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> but I went Botox, in to, to help people. And I, that was my whole goal when I was there. Just even if it was just teaching the Marines beside me and just making them feel more comfortable and giving them the education that I know I can help them with. Because a lot of people are just strung out on your own. There's so much life stuff that's going on. And it's hard for people to manage it all and be a Marine 24-7 because that doesn't stop. That's 24-7. Yeah. You're, you're busy. You can go out to the field for, you know, 30 days at a time. And, you know, you find out that your car got repossessed or something. Right. You get stuck with bills and stuff. Some yeah. people just can't manage it. So it's hard. And I knew I was, like, well, well taught. I was experienced in life a little bit. I went in when I was 20. And I have a bunch of 18-year-olds around me. And even that two years is just, like, a little bit of life experience. And I helped a lot of people. I was helping people do their taxes and stuff, like just stuff you wouldn't <laughs> expect. Big right. brother stuff, big brother But it's stuff. just like there's no, there's no like system set up inside other than just people helping people. There's no like real health care in there to take care of our messed up backs. Right. And there's yeah. no one really teaching you physical fitness at the same time. They're just like, all right, we're going to the field for a month. There's no gym. Good luck staying physically fit while we have to do all this stuff, this crazy stuff, running up mountains and hiking for 20 miles, like it takes a toll when you're not able to really like get time in the gym and take time to stretch and do all that necessary like rehab, you will degrade your joints, degrade your spine, 
and it takes a huge toll. And I just could not be around that. I want to take a pause for a moment because in listening to this, I think it's very important for everybody out there right now and anybody watching this afterwards, listening to him and his experience in the Marines. If you see somebody that is a veteran, please thank them for their service. So thank you, Ben, yeah, for dude, serving our country. Thank you so much. Man. Thanks for the support. I mean, I don't really like getting thanked. I don't know why. It's just like a we're gonna do it anyway. Weird baby. thing. I think because you take pride in <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right? no, I definitely. But do I take mean, pride. I think there not enough people really do thank you guys for all that you do, um, and we think we're just so entitled to you doing this. Oh, you chose that job. That's your choice. Yeah, Is yeah. it because somebody's got to do it? Right. It's like the plumber, right? Or there's somebody that's got to do that dirty job. That show dirty jobs. But somebody's got to do this. So please. Thank them. Yeah. You know, leave these people that are in Afghanistan in your prayers, please. Like, I mean, these people are fighting for us and they're fighting for our country and they're protecting us and they're putting their lives at danger for us. You know, their bodies. Yeah. I got a couple of buddies, you know, they're still in, they're going through hell right now. And that brings a lot of us going through the same hell because we're right there. Yep. We're with them. We're thinking about them. It's hard to, you know, live with that and not get like positive results like right. i just want to sure. see solutions positive results and it feels like it's very just point out the problems and let's just talk about it so do you think that you switched over to personal training so that you could see more positivity out of life well another reason i went into the marine corps was to get out go to college because you do get a gi bill and they pay for your college so i was going to go for nursing but that was another industry that really turned me off the whole healthcare, hospital industry it's very I don't know. It's not made to help people. Right. We just had this yeah, talk. The last episode um, was the fact that like so many doctors and nurses, you know, it's not that we don't appreciate what they do or their work. We do. Mm -hmm. We absolutely do. You know, thank you for everything that you do. But it's that, you know, a lot of these doctors, they have general knowledge. They're not specialized in health uh, and fitness and nutrition. And so some of these people like I have, we've trained surgeons, we've trained lung specialists mm -hmm. and they're coming to us and they're obese yet they're telling their patients to lose weight. And we now we're come to a society where unfortunately, you know, we trust these doctors, we trust these nurses like they're gods, but, you know, so many of them are pill pushers. Oh, you got a problem? Let's fix it with the pill, right? Instead of really creating that urgency for these, you know, patients yeah. that like, hello, diabetes will take your life. Yeah, I mean, the best thing I've seen, and that's why I am getting into this industry, is that the best medical treatment is preventative medicine. Right, and absolutely. Taking care of your health and your body and eating right that's going to make so much more of a difference than dealing with your problems after they happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like a volcano, right? And the eruption and the consequences afterwards, right? And you can't prevent a volcano. But I'm just saying, like, once you have got one of those health problems, sometimes it's too late. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And some people, I have so many people that come through our doors that really don't take diabetes seriously. And it's like, uh, you know, you are needing to check your toes, right? And a lot of people don't even know that. You know what I mean? Maybe their doctor didn't say it. They were in and out in a couple minutes because they're just a number. You know, maybe they did and they forgot. Um, and it wasn't brought up again at that next appointment with that doctor. But, like, you need to check your toes because if they're getting purple, you could be losing blood flow, right? You could lose a limb. And these people don't realize that, you know, if you bump yourself when you have diabetes, it's completely, you know, a little bit more higher risk than somebody who doesn't have diabetes. Sure. There's so many things that could go wrong with all these underlying health conditions. And I think right now in the, you know, state that we are in, people need to be taking this more seriously as preventative measures. And that you're, you know, if you, so many people will throw money into the stock market, they'll throw money into, you know, all sorts of things, investments, but your body is the investment. Because guess what? If you die tomorrow, right, what does it matter about that Robin Hood that you just invested in? What does it matter in that, you know, crypto, that, crypto. that Gucci purse you just invested in, invested in that crypto, right? It doesn't. Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. 
Boom, yeah. mic drop. You have the capability to soup up your body, like I said, I think last week, like a Ferrari. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Your body is amazing, and you can do plenty of things with it, and you can prevent. And things so by another doing thing this. that you know I wanted Ben to touch on because uh, he had told me that he, I said, hey, I'm going to give you a scenario. You know, uh, when you come back, when I interview, and I really want you to focus on this. So you know, pretend I am a client, and I got these couple injuries. Um, and it just turns out that you know he also had a mess up knee and a herniated disc. So that's the scenario I gave him. Um, but you know, that injuries can be rehabbed. And so it really frustrates me when doctors will tell people who are injured, don't work out, just rest, Mm -hmm. don't work out. Now there's a point in time when you just end yourself. Yes, you do need to rest, but there's a point in time when these people need to stop saying stagnant because the muscles around the injury get weaker and you only experience more pain. Yeah. I mean, something that I've noticed, I did mess my knee up so bad, just fell down some stairs. I was walking, I was drunk, not really paying attention. Not blackout drunk or anything, but just over Drunk the line. enough to fall, baby. Drunk enough to oh, fall down no. the stairs, right? <laughs> so my knee just went like that, 90 degrees. And I was like, it's fractured. It's a sprain. I'm good. And I went to the hospital that night. I was like, no pills. Don't want your pills. And then I was like ready to walk out. I go to walk out. I'm like, nope, I'm not walking out. I, I just had help. to crutch <laughs> all my way out and then waited two weeks because VA isn't really the best healthcare, um, but that was my healthcare, and had to get all my MRI and everything like that. They're like, yeah, like you tore every single ligament in your knee except for your MCL. So I'm like, okay, that's good enough. I'll, I'll <laughs> Could figure be worse. it out from there. Yeah. <laughs> but I never was negative the whole time. People would come up to me like, oh, it's going to be like so hard to get back from that. And I'm just like, if this was to happen to anyone, I'm glad it happened to me because I'm the guy to do this. Like, I'm not going to let this slow me down. Like, I'm going to look at this like it's a learning opportunity. And like, I've always been into health and fitness and just like helping people. And I was like, this is going to be a long experience. And I like to do everything myself. And I like to research myself and read, you know, whatever books. Like, if I can go buy a book that's sold for physical therapy class, why can't I go buy that book and just read it myself and give myself the information? I don't have to go to a, you know, four year Ivy League school to read a book. Right. YouTube and University, you see, baby. YouTube University. <laughs> did you see how you said that guy had said, oh, uh, you know, I don't know how you're going to get through this. It's the tone. And I just actually, my twin brothers, we were on this group text message, me and Tim and Doug, and we were talking about like the attitude that you have so- towards something um, because they were about to buy their dumpster truck. And then the guy that they were about to buy it from wasn't picking up and they were getting worried. I'm like, all right, if they, he just turns out he sold that truck on you, you know, then it, that door wasn't meant for you to open. Right. But it's all about the tone and the attitude that you put on something. Thing, whether it be an injury or a truck you thought you were going to get or whatever it may be, right? You know, you had a deviation in your diet uh, and you gained a pound. If you go down that, what I call Allison rabbit hole of negativity, right? You're only going to continue crawling through it because you're going to be on that pity pot. Like, oh, what was me? I got a hurt knee now. this just actually happened to us uh, two weeks ago when we were trying to hire our trainer. (laughs) So we actually, we found a guy. He was awesome. He fit the role. He... We call them to take the job. I call him up. I'm like, hey, bud, you know, we're going to go with you. Um, and he denied it. He said he took a different job uh, at a school, which is whatever. It's all right. Happy but, for you, bud. I mean, you yeah, got yeah. to do what fulfills you. Dude, but, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But we did go down a little negative path. And we're like, man, what the heck, bro? Like, we really liked him. The other candidates weren't as great. And then this guy walks through our door like walked we right prayed on it. <laughs> and my man walks Hand through the plucked. door. 
and Crazy. put on my doorstep. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, after that experience, we went to church um, and we went to the prayer tent and we actually ended up having a couple that was, you know, I would say brand new business owners, you know, in this business game almost around the same time as us. I think, five um, years, yeah. I think she said six years. But anyways, they prayed over us and they went, you know, the prayer that they ended with was, Lord, we ask that you give Abby and Justin maybe an employee they weren't necessarily looking for. So we shut off the ad for a couple of weeks and we went back to church this past Sunday. I got a feeling, which normally Justin knows this, when I get a feeling, when Abby gets a feeling, it's a good turn thing. Turn that ND I back said, turn on. the ND back on. I don't All know. Right. And it's like, yeah, so the really funny thing is I asked, you know, uh, Ben here how he found out about us because he, he's only been here a month and like he didn't fill out on a deed and we were getting duds again. You know, people that we weren't necessarily thinking that they were qualified to work with us because we have a specific vibe in our gym um, and qualifications that we're looking for. Um, and he was like, well, I did see the Indeed ad, but, you know, I just felt like that. I think you said that that didn't represent you well. Like you wanted yeah, to come no, in. I don't want to just put in a piece of paper and like fill out whatever. And then you look at that as a first impression. I want to go in and show you who I am because that's so much more of a first impression. I, I don't like the Internet. I'm not a big phone guy. But you about to be baby you on the team yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could do that, but I, I don't, I'd prefer just to not be on my phone as much. I like the in-person version. I, I love just like giving my confidence off because people do notice it. Um, and I do have this education that I love to show off. And it's hard to just read that on a piece of paper, have a degree for sure, or have experience in something like experience is like my goal in life. I want to be experienced. I want to learn as much different shit as I can and yeah, just make the most out of that and help a lot of people with it. Dude, well, for anybody trying to get a job out there, like take his uh, approach. technique pro approach, like go into the place. If they don't like open your application right away, like walk into that sucker and demand. I talk to a manager and I'm, I'm ready for this. So position. it's funny because I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was trying to sell me something because people do that <laughs> often. And it was only me and Alejandro. Justin was at home napping. And like, I looked at him and he can probably even say this. I was like, can I help you? <laughs> He's like, I'm, uh, I'm looking for the owner. And I was like, yeah, one of the owners. And Alejandro's looking at me like, oh God, this guy's going to try to sell us internet. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, I just want to give you my resume. And I was just like, take it off guard because like literally, like I said, we just got this prayer. We went back Sunday. I had this feeling. It's been three days since I said, and I think I even said to Justin, turn it on. Even if we don't get anything, anybody from Indeed, I just got a feeling. And that's how I felt about the studio. And boom, and there was Ben. Yep, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. definitely an experience, and it shows like I don't I don't care what you believe in, um, but there is a higher power, and that's what we believe in. And we prayed on it night after night. We prayed on our gym. We prayed on our employees all the time, and it works. I'm not gonna say. And it's the faith that you have and the attitude, right? He had this attitude that he was gonna walk in there and he was gonna get a job. Um, and I'm sure he probably thought, well, if not with them, with somebody, right? But you know, that confidence, it was he was humble about it, but he came with confidence. So guys, if you're looking for a job out there, take Ben's approach because it worked and yeah. uh I can't wait take for him to help many of you guys. Drastic action and make it happen or yep. it will never happen. But that is a wrap for the day, That's guys. That's a wrap, guys. Thank Thanks you guys. for joining us. Like, follow, subscribe to the page. Abs Fitness Film House on YouTube. Abs Fitness LLC on Facebook. And on Instagram, Abs Fitness underscore Brandon Florida. Keep Peace. watching for more content, guys. Thank you again Peace. for watching. See you. See you.